Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's April 14th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, Day 33. Here are today's news and notes. From our friends at USITT, after taking a break yesterday from their series of posts from designers whose productions were canceled or postponed, they're back today with designs from scenic designer Matt Smith. Matt is a senior at Baylor University Theater who will be graduating with a degree in theater design and technology. He was the scenic designer for the school's production of Hay Fever, which has since been canceled due to the spread of COVID-19. Here's what Matt said of his design. This design was focused on presenting a stately manor that will get a layer of added busyness from the Bliss family as they take it over. There should be an incongruity between the base house and the furniture or decorations that the Bliss family adds. Prominent design features I worked on were designing a newel post and the design of the leaded glass windows. I wanted to give lighting a psych tape element that they could project light onto while still maintaining the box set. Two of Sarah Mosier's costume renderings are used as figures in the half-inch production model to give additional scale reference. Please check out USITT's Facebook page and other social media platforms so that you can check out these drawings from Matt Smith. Congratulations, Matt. Also from our friends at USITT, they shared an article from our friends at Stage Directions about the Alley Theater. The Alley Theater rehires laid-off employees with support from the CARES Act. Last month, the Alley Theater was forced to cancel the remainder of its 2019-2020 season due to the coronavirus pandemic. Due to the financial instability that comes with ending the season early, the Alley had to temporarily lay off 75% of their staff members. All employees were able to keep 100% of their health benefits and their deductibles were paid through June 30th, 2020. When the CARES Act passed, the Alley Theater was able to secure the financial assistance needed to follow the theater to continue operating. This includes having the ability to rehire all temporarily laid-off staff members. Additionally, these employees will, have, will also receive back pay from March 30, 2020, the date they were laid off, up to the present. We were thrilled that Congress enacted the employment law to keep nonprofits and small businesses, allowing us bringing back our employees, and make them whole, stated Dean Gladden, Managing Director. This is a very difficult time in our country, and our hearts go out to all those that have lost their jobs at this time. We can't wait for life to return to normal when we'll welcome everyone back to Houston's theater, the Alley Theater. In addition, the Alley has announced its full 2020-2021 season, which will include the return of two previously canceled productions and a lineup of work featuring a diverse group of playwrights, directors, and designers. The previously announced Clue will become the season opener and will now run from September 18th to October 25th, 2020. In February 2020, the Alley announced four shows of the 2020-2021 season. The world premiere of Duncan Sheik and Kyle Jarrow's Music Noir, Clue, the world premiere of Born with Teeth by Liz Duffy Adams, and Ken Ludwig's Baskerville, a Sherlock Holmes mystery. All four of these shows will still be part of the 2020-2021 season. 
I am pleased to announce the Alley's full 2020-21 season. After the cancellation of the latter half to the current season due to safety precautions surrounding COVID-19, I'm happy to bring back two of these productions for this upcoming season, said Artistic Director Rob Melrose. To find further information, please visit the Alley Theater at www.alleytheater.org. Again, that's www.alleytheater.org. Thank you to USITT and to Stage Directions for breaking this news for us. And finally, from USITT, new jobs have been posted at their hashtag JobsUSITT. For more information about the listings, or if you wish to submit a job to be listed, visit usitt.org backslash jobs. Of course, all links will be provided in the news and notes of this podcast. New jobs include project manager in the Bay Area in California, a visiting assistant professor of theater of scenic design at the State University of New York of Geneseo in Geneseo, New York, a performing arts technical director at Westminster College School of Music in New Wilmington, Pennsylvania, a technical director at Midland University of Performing Arts in Fremont, Nebraska, technical director at the University of North Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota, a director at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, Kentucky, graduate assistants in design and technology, the University of Memphis in Memphis, Tennessee, and finally, technician of theater and technology, art and design spaces in Benmiji State University in Benmiji, Minnesota. Again, visit usitt.org backslash jobs for all information. Page 2. In international news, this next article comes from the Theatre Times. Donald Holworth, playwright and director in Obituary. This comes out of South Africa and the United Kingdom. Donald Holworth, who has died in London aged 88, was one of the celebrated generation of playwrights whose work was first shown at London's Royal Court Theatre in the 1950s. He enjoyed national and international acclaim via the West End stage and on British television. Less well-known are the years he spent in South Africa providing important work in fringe theaters that defied the color bar. His death marks the end of a key chapter in theater history. To read his entire obituary, please visit thetheatertimes.com. Also of their leading stories, the coronavirus has dimmed the lights on live entertainment. What now for event managers? This post comes from Chris Gibbs-Louise-Etienne Dubois, and it comes from Canada. COVID-19's impact on society are unprecedented, and nobody can say precisely when we will return to normal public life. Experts predict that COVID-19 will cut U.S. $12 billion out of the entertainment industry in the United States alone. Global entertainment giant Cirque du Soleil shut down 44 shows worldwide and will not reopen until January 2021. If public safety is still at risk in the summer, global concert promoters like Evenco, AEG, or Live Nation will be at risk of losing the important summer concert season. In response to public health directives, live event and entertainment companies have focused on public safety, protecting employees, and flattening the curve. As a result, they are now left coping with the immediate impact of not having bums and seats to pay for their operations' fixed and sunk costs. The live events and entertainment industry has survived increased security measures after 9-11, weak demand from SARS, and reschedulings due to fire or weather. 
but it has never globally closed down. It may be recession resilient, but it is not shutdown proof. During times of uncertainty, managers often juggle an infinite number of issues, multiple stakeholder needs, and an unpredictable range of outcomes. When leading through uncertain times, it is critical that managers avoid the urge to throw up their hands and act purely on instinct. Again, if you'd like to read the complete article, please visit thetheatertimes.com. And finally, if you'd like to learn more about different regions of the world, the Theater Times offers news from such regions as the African region, Asia, Europe, North America, Oceania, and South America. There are many countries listed underneath all of these, all of these links, so please take the opportunity to learn and visit many of them. Page 3. From our friends at Playbill.com, more full-length Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals are coming to YouTube. This is from a recent post by Dan Meyer. The show's Must Go On continues with the Royal Albert Hall performance of The Phantom of the Opera, starring Ramin Karimlu and Sierra Bogis. The YouTube channel, The Show's Must Go On, continues to air full-length recordings of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals for free. With The Phantom of the Opera at Royal Albert Hall starring Sierra Bogus and Ramin Karimlu up next. The video will go live April 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and will be available for 48 hours. In 2011, to celebrate the music's 25th anniversary, Cameron McIntosh produced a large-scale staging of the musical. The production from the famed London venue features a cast and orchestra of over 200. The show Must Go On has already aired Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, starring Donny Osmond, and the 2012 UK Arena Tour production of Jesus Christ Superstar. The streams will help support a variety of organizations during the coronavirus pandemic, encouraging viewers to donate to Acting for Others, Broadway Cares, the Actors Benevolent Fund, and more. The musical rebroadcasts are made possible through permission by Lloyd Webber's really useful group. And finally, I'd like to extend a thank you to many of the members and guests of the Archiving Technical Theater History Facebook group. Recent posts have been wonderful, and they've included not only visual storytelling of theaters, but also of a recent trend to share some of the books and history that people have in their closets, on their desks, or tucked away in boxes, and, I've, and affording them the opportunity to rediscover them. Some of those folks include today, Mr. William Hales, who has posted a collection of books that he's, he's had. Some of them include Stage Management and Theater Craft by Hendrick Baker, Lighting the Stage with Homemade Equipment by Jack Stewart Knapp, Beyond, Behind the Footlights from Amateur to Repertory by Martha Alexander, and The Small Stage and Its Equipment by R. Angus Wilson. Also, Noises Off, A Handbook of Sound Effects by Frank Napier, and Producing the Play, The New Scene Technician's Handbook. Thank you, William. These are really great. Also, another great contributor, has been Todd Kopel. He recently posted a copy of George C. Eisenhower's seminal book, Theater Technology, which is a wonderful look 
into many of the historic items of theater technology that you may or may not have run into or by accident or just by circumstance. We'd like to also thank our friend Richard Finkelstein for his wonderful pictures that he has he has offered up as well of some of the, the very rare books that he has had the he has had the opportunity to sh to hold on to. Of course, I'd like to also thank Niali Washburn for his special effects with fire and smoke book, a technical manual for professional use only. That's a new one. I'm not familiar with that one before. Also, Clark Swinford for sharing with us the customer's handbook. How to Make All Kinds of Costumes by Rosemary Ingham and Elizabeth Covey. There is also The Mode in Costume, another excellent book. The Stage Rigging Handbook by J. O'Glearum. Now this looks like one of the very early uh, versions of the book. I believe the copyright is, this is a 1987 uh, version. So for those of you who think all this stuff is, is new, well, let me tell you, a lot of this information has been around quite some time and has luckily stayed with us and has evolved and been edited and grown. And that's a really wonderful thing. Not only do we get to see some of the early versions of what we thought of and what we knew, but now we can say this is how where we've come from. And we can do so much more wonderful research because of the folks who took the time to write these books. And for those who decided to purchase those books, save those books, and cherish those books, and make them part of their own personal library. I'd also like to, to say a thank you to Sergei Tuptilov. He has been sharing some really wonderful photos of the Moscow Children's Theater, Shadow Theater, in Moscow, Russia. If you get an opportunity, please come check out the Archiving Technical Theater History Facebook group. You never know what you're going to find. It's not all crusty, dusty, things that time has forgotten in a box somewhere in an attic. A lot of this is stuff that's still used today, still exists, still has life and value. So please, come check out Archiving Technical Theater History. As I conclude today's podcast, I'd like to extend my gratitude to the women and men of the healthcare professions who are putting their lives on the lines for others, to the nurses, the doctors, the first responders, and all those who in some way touch the lives of others, thank you. Thank you many times over. Also, I'd like to pass along this little bit of inspiration to you. It comes from the front man, Chuck D, of Public Enemy. He says, never try to make the same record twice even when people are screaming for the same sound. Continue to be original. Continue to be yourself. Continue to follow your dreams. Let's make the world a better place for you and me. My name is Richard Bryant, and I have been your host. It's April 14th, 2020. This has been the Corona Chronicles, Day 33. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them to archivett24 at yahoo.com. 
Again, that's archive tt24 at yahoo.com.